the Comic-Con schedule is color-coded mm-hmm. if you look on the website yeah. uh, through the yes. schedule. Mm-hmm. But some of the color-coding is like program. <laughs> like The colors are... Autographs, anime, yeah. gaming, like children's movies. Very generic. New, yeah. canceled, <laughs> and then the like, rest of it is just program. Yeah, it's like, do you want a thing that is a panel, a signing, a game, or a, you know, like a convention activity, right? 80% of those are lumped Mm -hmm. into one thing. The other 20% are like broken out, not helpfully. And so that you're like, oh, I'll filter on just the the programs because that'll tell me the panels. No, not even close. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Some of them are all broken up. Well, I guess since we're already started uh, talking about Comic-Con, we should say we're back. For episode 364 of We Were Gamers, a podcast Yay. where we took two weeks off. And I came Whoa, oh, he's not happy to be back. No, that was the crowd noise, I guess. Yay. Oh, it was the crowd, the raving hordes. Welcome back, JJ and Michael. Two week break, man. It was, um, what even is this? What what do we, how do we do this again? I think I'm (laughs) recording. I see audio moving on the screen. I think we're good. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh so we took a little two weeker there. I don't know about you guys. I came back rejuvenated to get things cleaned in the house, but overall still tired. I don't know what it is about vacation now. Why don't we get rest? You're you're you know, I mean vacations I feel is this a this isn't a hot take, right? Vacations aren't actually usually relaxing. No, that is not what vacations are for. Right. Yeah. So uh, if I have my druthers, I would typically book a vacation <laughs> and then leave a day or two on the end after we get back where I don't do anything in order to relax. Yeah. 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 If we got back from uh, Michael and I should read, we should, uh, we should review Utah, Michael. Okay. From what standpoint? Uh, um, you know, like people do those lists where they like do uh point scale for different items, so like food, scenery, friendliness, you know, usability, all those. And you do like one oh, yeah. through 10 or something like that. Uh, uh number of more say a solid ouch uh low nowadays i think uh, is it okay I don't know. at least salt lake is quite metropolitan oh you're doing one of those uh at the end the joke rate rating so like at the end of every one there's like one of those it's always a 10 out of 10 right because you pick something that's yeah yeah we're like i get what you're doing now you know uh we got to get back in the swing of things here we got to get back in the groove uh utah's nice it was too hot though 
Yeah, it was, you know, it was nice where we were. It was nice where we were staying. I think we were just high enough to take the edge off some of the heat. But just about anywhere we went was at a lower elevation than we were. And it uh, it got pretty warm pretty quick. Toasty. And like that's northeastern Utah. Let's say southern Utah's warmer. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Pushing three digits food good uh my new mission and one of the reasons i was gonna jokingly review utah uh is to go to used game stores in other towns because i don't know about you guys but maybe near you there's one but up here all the used game stores are closed video game stores i I should say not like board game stores there is a board game store right here they're just the brick and mortar versus the probably the uh the amount of money they make per sale is just not, I don't think they can hold it together in California with the rents as they are here. But in other towns, they seem to be able to hold it together okay. Uh, I'm surprised more of them don't have online stores. I've run into four or five now, and only one has had an online store. And what they put on there was minimal compared to what they had in their store. Yeah, I was going to so, say doing doing inventory for that kind of store would be like its own job like that would be all you did yeah i wonder if that's part of the problem of running a store like that maybe the inability sure. to i mean maintain an online presence you mean and keep up with with uh, what you i have. thought that for i think for a long time i thought that about comic book stores too um they just don't have like the system to have everything in the store online at the same time. And I think that that's fine. I think the warehouse theory, right? Like this is a warehouse and eventually I will put some of the things online. Um, the glass case things maybe, right? Those are online things that it, it you'd actually make some amount of money from shipping. Hmm. Yeah, especially with, especially uh, with comics, like are, are you going to pay to ship someone a $3 issue? You know, like that's no, not happening. They're not. And right. so that's the thing the comic book stores have started doing, right? They they sell the slabbed books and big groups of books like, oh, this is the entirety of uh, Scott Snyder's run on Batman, which would be a massive box, right? You would get shipped to you. Uh, uh, that kind of thing. But so, yeah, it was surprising. So, you know, since none of these guys have online presences, really, um, if you're in, you know, this the northern part of salt lake city you might find uh like nes games fully in box for about half the price you'd find them on ebay which was surprising and fun or uh you might find that someone you might find that as you walked into a store in vegas someone had had 20 minutes before and you sold them a game boy that they hadn't even put in the system yet and you said i'll buy that right now i want that (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) <laughs> yeah the kind of thing that you only, that for sale that right only now? happens when uh, you walk in the door right yeah right totally. yeah yeah so this it um as i have tried to you know watch my weight and things uh i'm started changed over from chicken wings in every state to uh try and find a used game store in every state i like that do y'all do a thing like that on vacation do you find a thing to do on vacation Not that quite is like consistent. that that you know hmm that involved. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I have a single consistent thing. 
Yeah. It's made vacations more fun to, to develop those things. Like we always look for a magnet of a certain type, right? Like whenever we're going somewhere or we always look for, um, like if we go to a state park, we get like a certain or, a uh, national park we get like a certain thing at each place so it becomes more of a ritualistic experience even if you you're in a different place yeah that's fun yeah just sort of like a a a consistent thing well that wasn't where we were going with comic-con was it oh you know what although maybe comic-con was kind of about it oh andy i was gonna say before we leave utah behind should we uh should we describe take home escape room to JJ or at least um, write him out. I have done one. I have done and see what he thinks of it. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. We're going to ruin an escape room game for somebody, but whatever. Uh, JJ, have you seen these games called exit? I'm not sure that I'm aware of it by that name. So, okay. Maybe? So it's a, it's a, it's a little box. It's like a two decks of cards, basically. Um, and it, what it is, is an escape room in a box, basically a bunch of riddles in a box using, oh, okay. uh, paper and other little, little things they give you to try and uh, solve the riddles they give you. And then my, and they tell you a little story. My wife and I have played a boxed escape room game, but it seemed more elaborate than like two decks of cards. So, no, 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 no. I just mean it's the size of two decks of cards. They, oh, they, okay. they give you size. like, uh, like a, yeah, like a box size. Uh, but they give you like a book and they give you like, uh, two, they give you a bunch of cards actually. And they give you some stuff you need to cut up and some other things that like, you don't know what they're for until you get later in the puzzle. So this one had like a bunch of clear plastic with dots on it. Uh, the one I've had previously you made, you like, created this little contraption another one we played you had to fold up the box into like yeah a doorway okay yeah so uh, we've we've played at least one thing like this before yeah and they're made to be destroyed okay. as part of the process of playing the game right yes yeah yeah okay so we played two of these uh in utah and um jj I will even give you the hint that the people that make that this particular one that we were playing are from Germany. You have a thing to write something down on, uh, or you could probably you can even type remember it, it. Okay. Or you could, yeah, anything. It's six letters or seven letters. What was it? It was six. Six letters. All right. So the number two, capital R, capital I. Second line, two, the number two again, WG. Are these all caps? Without any context, you're never, yeah, all caps. Without any context, you're literally never going to get this clue. Even with context, we did not get this clue. Uh, Say it out loud and try and come up with two words. He's not saying it out loud. Yeah, I'm trying to figure (laughs) out what it could be. Is it? Try trig twig. Oh, you got there on the second one. I don't know what the first one could be then. Turi, pretty close. 
something. I don't know. And so this is this is where we got stuck for a while on this puzzle. I think it was the only place where we really got stuck. But it's supposed to be tree. Hmm. And so this is where Andy's comment about it being made by uh, a German native comes in. Is that I see how you did? I see how you get two re and two wig, and you go oh twig tree twig or something like this. But that's right. But for an English speaking for an English yeah. speaking audience, that's not where you go with with an ri. I I agree. It's not. It's a, it's a stretch. <laughs> So yeah, we had gripes, and apparently so did certain corners of the internet. Any any other thoughts on escape rooms? No, it was a, it was a good time. I like the I like the concept that you know once you've done it, you know you know the trick. There's no need to to necessarily do it again. So why not yeah. make one that requires you to like cut up stuff and interact with it and pull the box apart and pull pieces apart. So yeah. I saw one of these, uh, the one we got was actually given to us by someone else where they had done it already and they were passing it on to us. And they had like, there was only like one thing that had to be like destroyed as part of it. And they like recreated the piece of paper basically. To give it to you? Yeah. And they're like, oh, this was cool. the only thing we couldn't keep intact and we had to destroy as part of the thing. So here's the piece of paper. That's the thing that they tell you. Right. Wow. Huh. And then we gave it to someone else after we were done because they were like, well, yeah, you know, again, there's no replay value in them, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. No. Once Very you know cool. it. Very cool. Okay. Well, uh, we started this podcast hopefully talking about Comic-Con, yeah, but we did uh, a review of Utah. We did talking about rituals on vacations and then escape rooms <laughs> instead of the natural transition of us talking about Comic-Con at the beginning and how it's coming up this week and uh, what what we could possibly be looking forward to given the gigantic mess that it is. I'm certainly looking forward to all those extra crowds on the floor. Let me tell you. Definitely going to be some of that. I'm also very curious if all the other panels will also be way more crowded or if all those people will just filter out to the floor and offsite things or something. You think like, so? Did, uh, did all these people convert from being fanatics for hall H into, are they going to see stuff on ballroom 20 now? Like, is that what's going to happen? Or? Yeah. I, it's, um, it was already for me a little bit worrisome that like some of the stuff that I missed last year wasn't back. Right. Like, there's no um, NASA panel this year. There's no uh, Kirkman interview this year. He, um, because they were all, you know, maybe doing other things or NASA just didn't have a big year like they did the previous year or whatever. But, um, you know, and then I'm personally cutting down two days. So now what, you know, like uh, what are what do we go to that's not going to be kind of crazy maybe? Yeah, I mean, I think the, I think this will be a very telling year for can Comic Con sustain or be a thing without the like, you know, Hollywood star power, basically, right? Yeah, I mean, so we they came back from the pandemic in twenty twenty two, 
right? Last year. So now two years removed. Their largest draw for the last 10 years, Hollywood, drops out, basically. Uh, Does it refocus the convention on comics in years to come, or do they just ignore it, say, oh, well, it's a down year and move on? I am also curious. I feel like anecdotally, I have seen a lot more offsite stuff being put up this year. Okay. Than in previous years. Some of the same stuff that has been there in previous years is there again. But I feel like there's a, there are, or I'm, maybe I'm just noticing it this time, but there are more things going on offsite than I'm, than I'm used to. Like multiple big things. Like, you know, they always have that one giant place behind the convention center, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That's happening. The place next door at the side of the convention center is happening again. The other end of the convention center where there always is something set up is something again. There's something apparently like farther away that's like Jurassic Park themed. What? In in some kind of big space. Yeah, it was ticketed and is apparently like lots of people interested in getting in that. Huh. Um, so there's like a ton of, you know, what I would consider big off-site or activation or whatever they call these things these days yeah, more than i'm used to right and normally there's like two or three or whatever and then like various small ones all over but mm-hmm. i feel like there's like four or five sizable ones this year which is weird to me anyway it seems like that one waxes and wanes like i've seen it over the years like be huge and then not so much and then be huge and then okay you got to really go look in to find that arcade and then be you know like then the next year was the assassin's creed course battle course or what you know right that one seems to go up and down with its popularity of like you know really maybe we should throw out a huge you know outside the convention center thing and then either they're overly attended and no one wants to go or they're under attended and they don't want to do them again i don't know I you know I think also it's you know to it will be interesting again because of Comic-Con you know this the pullout of Hollywood and all that sort of happened you know last minute ish right the writers were already on strike and have been for a while so they could foresee those type of people not showing up but the actor folks you know are only started their strike what several days ago mm-hmm. yeah i think some you know there was there was kind of writing on the wall that it was coming just because of the timing of their negotiations being up but yeah it'll be interesting to see who hedged their bets and had a backup plan in place to be able to pivot you know or like what they're going to fill those spaces with right like okay you know amazon had booked a thing for some show but now none of those actors are showing up do what you are still, they going to do i mean they still host it right they still show something is what the answer is they, why would they not right well like you know uh you know disney and a bunch of other companies announced that they were just pulling out of the convention completely right oh they did but they've had an, they've had enough time to you know, fix that, right? There's, there's been enough time for them to resell those booths or put other people in places or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know, who fills the hall H panel that was going to be the Disney plus giant star Wars thing, (laughs) right? Like they're not doing that. So who gets that, who gets in there? I'm sure there are people who are like, 
put me in coach you know like, <laughs> we'll do it we'll take the hall h even if it's half full or whatever like i would just you know, i would start you know move down a hall size and just bump everybody up a level right and, and it might help with some of the some of the smaller panel crowding problems if you know the the biggest draw is suddenly gone you shift everybody up and so now even the small panels are in the next size room up i mean i I think that that may happen right i I think there's a chance that you know okay well like companies have pulled out or other people have lost space and they're like well someone's got to be in ballroom 20 someone's got to be in hall h during these times they bumped other panels up and now people are getting promoted to you know oh this was going to be in 6a or whatever and now it's in 6bcdeq or whatever the like huge bigger side of that hall right yep yeah but i still see on the schedule things like 5 45 p.m on uh what is this friday the uh where did it go conversation with cast and creators of prime videos invincible how Mm, well there's the chance on the schedule it's a chance it's a non-union job Right. Well, it is a union job. There's no question because these actors' names are all union actors. Okay. Uh, so now, so then now, you have to assume that now that whole cast isn't showing up, and maybe it's just the one creative guy that they can get who isn't <laughs> covered green, by SAG or whatever. I guess maybe episode. they could get the PG the the Producers Guild people to do it. I mean, I would assume Kirkman is WGA since he wrote it. Yeah. So he can't go. Right? Yeah. You know, but I'm sure that look, I'm sure there's some Amazon executive who greenlit it, who's like, I will go sit in front and listen to these stupid nerds and, you know, or whatever. Right. Like some suit Uh that they can get to fill in or, you know, an art person or it really, it really is a bummer for the fans of these things. Yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just I think that, you know, it's I'm sure the actors are disappointed, but it is what it is, man. I mean, let's ask the studios why they didn't just give them. A fair contract and I paid yeah. them what they were owed look, or look, you know yeah. like I mean you could have seen this coming from two years ago and, and dealt with it right like the uh, actors probably care individually but they don't really have a choice between the the union that they work for and the studio executives they don't they, they're caught in the middle of the two just not well, negotiating right yeah and I'm sure the individual actors have an opinion about you know their contract and what they're paid for their work. Right. And so they have, you know, they have game or they have skin in that game too. So they're, you know, going to have to side with the thing that is important, most important to them, you know, their livelihoods. Mm -hmm. So it's tough. I, I agree. Like, I'm sure you're right that individually certain people were like, man, this is going to be so cool. Our thing was coming out. We were going to talk about it here. This is going to be the big reveal, all this cool stuff. I was going to get to see all these people. Also, I don't want to get screwed over on my next job and have, you know, not be able to get my my dues or whatever. Right. Yeah, it's it's a bad situation for everyone. Right. And I'm sure, you know, I guess we'll I don't know why we need to stick up for the corporations, but I'm sure the corporations are like, God damn it. Now our movie is flopped <laughs> because we can't get any marketing buzz started for Ant-Man 4 or whatever the other thing. that. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know enough about the like union disagreement with the studio. Like I, I haven't researched it enough to like be in the middle of it and explaining all of it. But one thing that to me 
I think about, and I often, we've talked about it a lot on this podcast with like corporations are not your friend, right? Like there's a refrain that I will spit into the microphone until I can't talk anymore. In general, my first thought went to the people that spent their year's savings to go to Comic-Con to go see Ant-Man 4's reveal or what, like you're, whatever you're talking about, right? Like, sure. Yes. Yeah. I spent my $750 for a ticket. I'm going to get in Hall H and I'm going to see all the new Marvel stuff and I'm going to see all the actors and I got a new camera so I could take all the pictures. This is my big thing for the year. This is what I've been hoping for. I mean, I'm and coming that from is the person that east. came. I'm spending a thousand dollars on hotel rooms. Yeah. You know, like all that yeah. kind of stuff. I, that's the person who I thought about first when I was thinking about how messed up the schedule is going to be. Do I care that much? Not really. Right. I don't attend these types of panel. I probably would have gone to the invincible one. Right. Like, yeah. and that would have been a situation that is a situation affected by this, but am I going to, cry about it no would i have gone anyway without any hollywood attendance yes because i've been going for 20 years it doesn't it doesn't affect me whether or not hollywood's in hall h or not um but like my first thought was like oh no all those people that were coming to just sit there and enjoy the presence of all these other people what how do you square that circle if you're on the non-fan end of it for either the the actors union or i'm not saying the actors in general but the actors union or the the um the studios and be like well we couldn't work it out so that you guys could come to the biggest fan event of the year and enjoy it sorry i mean there is no redress yeah it's a and i think it's really tough to like look at what the studios have said and be like, oh, oh yeah. they were they were definitely trying real hard to fix this no. problem. Like, no, they weren't. They were not. No. Yeah. No, there's there's every reason in the world to understand and listen to and and in the situation that these jobs are unionized strike, right? Like <laughs> yes, uh part of the agreement is that we own your likeness in perpetuity and we're not gonna pay you for it. That's a real good bargaining chip to throw down when you definitely don't want to make an agreement. So clearly but they were going to pay them two hundred dollars andrew yeah hmm. like i said uh i haven't done enough research to wade into the middle of the argument of what's happening right now yeah but um well, you know they do need to work it out right like yeah uh there's a reason they're they're striking uh and it's just wow couldn't could the timing not be worse for for that person for that that girl or that guy that is flying from you know i don't know north carolina and yeah, their sure. hotel is non-refundable because it's a week ahead and their badge they can't sell because no one will buy it anymore and you know and yeah you know, i think that the the hope is that there will still be cool and interesting stuff to do on at the con Right. I hope for most people they didn't come only for that. That's what I have to hope, right? Yeah, and I think yeah. that this is, like I said, it was going to be interesting. This is one of the most interesting things that I'm curious to find out about. What do all those people do? Do they just do they just go to Hall H anyway? There is going to be some stuff there. 
Yeah, and I know right? it's it sucks because these people work for a year, two years, three years on these things, and they want to share them with people. Or they, you know, I talked to some of the actors and creatives, and after their um, after their panels where they go in front of ten thousand people and they have them all, you know, eating out of the palm of their hand because they're just so enraptured with the thing that they've created and it's such a good feeling for them so it's not like they don't want to be there and i wouldn't be surprised to hear stories of like finding random actors walking around because they can still be there on their own they just can't do stuff right they can't promote their projects yeah but they can absolutely just show up yeah yeah so like that's totally possible right that you know andy maybe some of them will come as themselves right and attend signings or whatever right because that's still allowed right they're not they can't promote a movie but you know maybe if you're like the not the toppest flight actor then they're probably not gonna you know get a booth up in sales pavilion or whatever but maybe someone in the middle or tier may decide to do that right well i was gonna be on this panel and a bunch of people pulled out i can take this booth as myself and like i have a book i can bring my books and sign copies of my book Mm -hmm. or whatever right yeah those kind of pivots will be interesting to see if the convention makes or handles yeah so now what is everyone looking forward to (laughs) now that we have the doom and gloom out of the way yeah i don't know andy i mean like to your to your point i don't know how much of my experience was tied up in the hollywood participation no like i said i I don't know how much I have yeah, one I don't know thing how much impacted. It's still on the schedule. The the one thing I was thinking of that would be impacted. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I mean but, the only like the only part yeah. for me was uh you know, the the everyone has kind of backed out again from using the exclusives portal, at least oh, all, the, all of the companies yeah. that I would be interested in. And so yeah. in looking through the portal, it was like, well, these were, you know, when it first opened, these were the couple of things that I might be interested in in throwing a chip in for and you know they were all show related and have since been canceled so that was that was the probably the most that I felt the impact oh I believe all of those have been awarded at this point as well so if you won anything you now will know I literally found nothing that I wanted to put my name in for there was one hot wheel that I was like that's a cool hot wheel I'm not collecting Hot Wheels, so I put <laughs> I'm I put not my name buy. in. I put my name in for random stuff mostly on all the days. It's yeah, like whatever. And uh, lo and behold, I did not win anything. Oh well, that's too bad. Yep. Oh, is it? I don't care. So, <laughs> see, I'm uh, I'm kind of of the opinion where like if I'm not super excited for any for anything, and and we talked about this several years ago when they first put the this new system in place. If I'm not super excited for anything, I I feel a little bit bad just throwing my name in to throw my name in because there's somebody out there who really wants that thing. Yeah, there are. And if I'm, there you are. know, if I'm not trying to get stuff and flip it, then all I'm doing is taking something from someone who actually wants it. Yeah. I'm even trying to get out of the flip it game. Like I don't, I used to do that for the, uh, I would be on Blizzard message boards and like I wouldn't like make a bunch of money or anything, but I would buy stuff and then for people up in like Orange County and then just like sell it back to them, you know, not not for a markup or anything. But like, let me tell you guys a story of a coworker told me today. We were talking about Comic Con at work, 
and uh, he told me a story. This is an older guy, so he's been going to Comic-Con for like a super long time. Years and years and years ago, he won. Uh, a, he was there with a bunch of his friends, right? And the group of them wanted to get a signing of uh, like Spider-Man was at the Marvel booth, right? This is like one of the old Spider-Man movies. So this like Tobey Maguire was going to be there. Okay. Right? Nice. And so it put you in the time frame of when this might have been, right? Ye, ye old, not that old Comic-Con. <laughs> right. It, but, you know, it was, you know, this was still back then. That was still a big thing. Those movies were huge, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't the first Spider-Man, I'm pretty confident, but it was one of the later ones where that, that first movie did insane. And then the other ones were like the next best thing since sliced bread. And so these tickets were hot. And they wanted to get, you know, whatever the signing was going to be, right? A bunch of the actors were going to there, going to be there. And then you get, you know, whatever the thing is, some poster or something, right? And then all the cast members or whoever is there sign it. Yeah. So they all get in this line and they, you know, it's tickets, right? And they all right. got tickets and none of them won except their one friend, right? Their one friend won. So he had one, one slot, basically. Not even, he couldn't bring someone else. And then, you know, they could... So he goes and does the signing, you know, it's like so excited about it. And then they're doing another one the next day. So they all go back again the next day to try and do it. You know, whatever the next one was. Yeah. The same guy wins again <laughs> and is like, sweet. Now I can sell one. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all your friends were with you, man. You don't want one of your friends to have it. Uh-huh. No, what what you're interested in is flipping it to to get some money so that you can, you know, that's it's really just like a, and this was years and years ago, you know, it didn't get better. Mm. <laughs> you know, that, I think I said like, dude, you need better friends. <laughs> uh, it yeah, I mean, the idea that you could wait in line because you got lucky enough to pull a Lego and a minifigure could net you four hundred dollars. Um, is a powerful drug, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I get it, but like, man, you know? <laughs> and you, you know, you understand that there are some people, there are some people who are doing it be- in part because the flipping is what funds the trip. And so if they, if they don't flip enough, then they lose money on just being at Comic-Con. Yeah. Um, I think I understand that, but would argue the other way, like, just don't go. Yes, exactly. Right, like, there's a lot of it that ends up just being, like, my trip has become about making sure I'm in line at all times to buy things to flip or get things to flip. And the experience of Comic-Con is you've become a merchant. That's your Comic-Con experience. And, uh... And if that's the necessity, then maybe, maybe, you know, look around at the events and things that, the, that, that you're missing out on. Are you really there for the event you're missing out on? Or are you there to flip things and try and make money? And, and if the answer is you're there to flip things and try and make money is like, are, are there less expensive ways to do this? You know, stocks, like, <laughs> could you, go, go could, buy could stocks. You do, <laughs> could you do things, you know, it, uh, you know, are there like easy things that you could be doing potentially that cost you less money and potentially get you as much or more. I get what you're saying, Michael. Like, yeah, if you waited in line two days for those Lego minifigures and you got both of them and 
you you know and they're worth as much as sometimes they are then yeah you look at that you paid for your trip um i don't know what you say to that other than i guess good for you you know yeah but just kind of the nature of consumerism i guess um is that even well-meaningness requires that you consider the option of uh, maybe I can make some money here, right? Like it, if you're not thinking about it, you're you're kind of wrong. But if you if that's your only goal, maybe you need to rethink about it. It's a, it's a weird world that Comic Con is on on its own, and I, that's part of the charm of it a little bit, right? It's like this: everyone's trying to get something out of it. And in the meantime, you could go upstairs and listen to Scott Snyder talk about his new publishing company <laughs> in the yeah, middle of all that, kinda, right? It's kind of like two worlds. Yeah. I mean, but but they're linked. It's the same same thing. But it, uh, for me, when waiting in lines started to get in the way of waiting in other lines, um, that was the problem. Like, oh, I have to wait in that line to try and get that exclusive thing. But I really actually want to be upstairs listening to the Peanuts panel about the whatever anniversary thing. Oh, uh, you know, that's when the real uh, disillusion maybe started to happen a little bit. I don't know. It's a tough one. All the consumerist stuff. And, and worse now because no one's using the exclusives portal. Yeah. yeah. It, and it, it sounds like a bunch of places are back to doing actual, you know, like they're doing exclusives. They're just not doing it through the portal. So it's back to, you know, the Wild West days of everyone run around and figure something out. Oh, yeah. Wonder, wonderful. And there's the, and, and they're back to uh, exclusives for every single day, exclusives, one per customer. You know, there will be people that are in as exhibitors again that are buying things up before you can get in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Part of the territory. Yep. Yep. Okay. So if we're not doing the exclusives portal and we're not doing Hall H, I actually have found some stuff that has struck me as kind of like, oh, this has been coming for a little while now, but now is actually somewhat maybe the future of Comic-Con? I don't know. Did you either look at the schedule and see how many video game panels are now on there? I have seen that there's a a decent amount, yeah. I mean, so Telltale Games, which is back alive after being purchased, uh, has their own panel. Star Wars Outlaws has its own panel, and even um, John Romero's got a panel about Doom. I mean, now, cool. John, John Romero's got a panel about Doom at Comic-Con. I don't even know how you get through that sentence without going, huh. I'll, I'll put this out there for all of the, uh, the planners of Comic-Con who I know listen to our podcast, but might this be a very, uh, a very timely moment to reach out to some of the participants in E3, which seems to be, uh, you know, gasping on its last legs to lure them into a venue that does have a guaranteed audience year on year. 
Ooh, man, just rip out Hall H and turn it into a video game area. Just going to put that out there. It's a little late, but it would have been this year. year, But yeah, but certainly, you know, you make a good point. Like, hey, there's a Mortal Kombat panel. Hey, there's a Tekken panel. Hey, yeah, there's a panel for Star Wars. There's video games, right? But not the and luckily you don't need any Hollywood people to come to that, right? No, you sure don't. I mean, um, and and if they do, uh, depending on the jobs, there's a chance they were not WGA, not or um, or SAG jobs. There's a chance. I I would say that there is a higher than zero chance. Period. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of the video game voice actors. There is a video game voice actor union, but I don't think that they are on strike right now. So, you know, that's a that's an option too, right? There are certainly those companies didn't spend any money on E3 because it didn't happen this year. Uh, but maybe they have marketing money lying around where they would like to uh, open a thing downtown and take over a store or whatever. Right. I this mean, stuff po- that, that Comic-Con po- could, could, you know, be the beneficiary of. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure oh, there's going to be a significant amount of game stuff that just pops up. You know, uh, what did you say? Uh, Armored Core 6 has a, has a, Offsite thing now? I think I saw uh, pictures of it going up. There's It is both Armored Core 6 and Tekken 8. Wow. Okay. Yeah. They're I mean, I remember the days of Nintendo games. being there, and it wasn't... It was pretty big, and, uh, you know, now single games get big stuff. Yeah. Ah, uh, the days of the lounge. Yeah, to be clear, <sighs> this is like the same publisher makes both of those games, so it's just one yeah. spot for both. But, yeah, that's good, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got my eye on uh, going to John Romero. I'm not going to say what time. You could look it up. That way it won't be too crowded if people are too lazy to look it up. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, we managed to have run through a ton of time somehow uh, for today. I think we... End the podcast today by saying what we are hoping to see in terms of this year's Comic-Con. Like the one thing you're looking forward to trying to find this year in its weird semi-return year, right? Like last year was like the return year of, oh, let's all try it out again. And this year is kind of like supposed to be its regular uh, return what was the one thing or is the one thing that you're looking for to see if it kind of isn't back in full swing? I can go first if you want. Yeah. If you've got one, uh, last year when we attended the convention, I walked through the entire thing multiple times, uh, and went to panels and forgo foregone for, for Gwent, for Gwent, for or how do you, how do you say for, for went for went? Or Wint. <laughs> I'm shaking my head. <laughs> I I forgone in the past. Even then, gone is okay. Uh, I didn't do a lot of the stuff. I tried to stick to small stuff, and so it gave me a lot of time in panels, small panels, which was really fun, and it gave me more time to walk the floor. And one thing that I noticed when walking the floor is while Artist Alley was full. 
as it had been in previous years. Uh, there was some emptiness to it at the at the end, but not not a significant amount like that you would write home about. While Artist Alley was full and still small publishing was full, both of those areas seemed to be about a third taken up with no longer publisher, small publishers or artists, but instead like um, stores or um, creatives of other types like t-shirt people or jewelry people or um, poster people, people that make, you know, like just design posters, not really comics or anything like that. So like the expansiveness, the net had gotten wider for the people participating in those areas. But the people that were there regularly for years and years and years and years um, in the middle range, not the, the big names, the big names were still there, but the middle range people had just stopped attending. So I'm hoping this year is the year that a lot of that returns. I don't mind the the expansiveness and the inclusiveness of of different types of artists that hadn't been in those areas before and i think given that those areas were empty-ish every time or are always sort of empty-ish towards the back sides of them there's room to continue having those people there uh that are kind of like outside the regular attendance of just like here's i draw my little pony i draw x-men i draw this i draw that you know like those people in the middle range of those people weren't there last year. Uh, I can think of a lot of them that I had seen every year. So I want to see if those people are back. It's a good one. I, I'm, I am unsure how much, and maybe we'll, we'll find out because remember Comic-Con did still have a mask rule last year. Mm-hmm. And I'm unsure how much that affected things. You know, people were still a bit wary of COVID. I think that's kind of, you know, while it is still obviously a thing, People are not worried about it anymore. So you will find, you know, the halls back packed to the gills and, you know, no preventative measures for that stuff um, in place. And I wonder how much of that is, you know, going to bring some of those people back or will it just, you know, they decided, hey, I've now moved online or decided I don't need to do this convention circuit anymore and I'm good. Okay. Yeah, that that is is kind of a similar thing um, as as what occurred to me. There were several booths that you know were on our regular Comic Con circuit for years. Um, you know, we'd we'd hit them on the floor as just part of our daily routine. Um, they they always had small things to give away, stickers or pins or what have you, small things, but. You know, you get to you get to know the people running the booths on site or by name, um, and you you kind of look forward to seeing them as con friends every year. And then, yeah, last year a lot of them, for various reasons, be it cost, be it health, um, you know, um, they they pulled out of doing of doing Comic Con. So it'll be interesting to see which of them, uh, and hopefully many of them, are back this year. Very cool. All right. Well. Uh, if you ha- hear this on Wednesday, we'll be at Comic-Con. This will be out on Wednesday. Some of us will already be there. Some of us will be on our way there. Uh, I'll, I'll check the email address. Maybe. Probably. You know, I'll try. <laughs> uh, and if you have questions about Comic-Con or if you want to get in comments about Comic-Con for afterwards, where would you send them? Uh, folks can send those to podcast at we were gamers.com podcast at we were gamers.com 
please uh, hit us up with that. We would love to chat with you and uh, find out what kind of cool stuff you're interested in from Comic-Con. We'll have a review, I'm sure, uh, when we come back. Uh, JJ? Mm-hmm. To tie it in all full circle here, all the way back to the beginning of the podcast, there's a panel on Thursday night called Latter Day Gamers Mormon Gaming Culture. Nice. We did it. They'll walk through the history of Mormon themed board games, card games, and video games for the first game in 1947 to the present, including the connection of the Latter Day Saints to Dungeons and Dragons, Settler, Sub Catan, and Mormonopoly. We did it. Totally knew what we were doing. All, all in there. Planned yeah, it that way the whole time. Yep. Oh, uh, youtube.com slash we were gamers <laughs> at youtube.com slash at we were gamers. At we were gamers. There you go. Do that. <laughs> oh, man. Good timing. <laughs>